Welcome to the PT Graduate Podcast. I'm Rich Ellis, and I interview people from the health and fitness industry to find out more about their role, get some inspiration, motivation, and also have an understanding of how to get into this industry, but not only get in, but stay in and flourish in this amazing industry. Let's get on with the show. Don't you just love that? <laughs> I've <laughs> never seen that before. I, yeah. uh, I guess they want you to know that you're being recorded, right? Yeah, it's a, a Zoom update. Uh, these updates kick in and uh, they just happen overnight. And then suddenly, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, thanks for letting me know. I, I did press the record button, so I'm pretty sure. But I think it's more about <laughs> the guests, you know? Oh, yeah, I think so. Just making sure they know. Anyway, let's get the admin out of the way. Great to, um, great to see you, Greg. Greg Kellen, thank you for your time today. Thanks for having me on, Rich. No, it's great. It's, um, it's interesting that we actually re we connected recently, didn't we? Um, you were you were being very proactive and uh, reaching out to the to the community on the Auckland um, PT Council page about um, you know people who are doing coaching, and so we had a, a decent chat and a bit of a catch up, which was good. We can go into that in a bit more detail down the track. What? Um, I guess I always like to start by kind of finding out a little bit about people and how they got to what they're doing and, and what their pathway in was, because that's, you know, it's usually different for everybody. Mm. Um, so, so I guess what, where was the interest for you, Greg, and, and how did you get into to what you're doing now? Um, I guess I started working out in the gym when I was 20, 21. And that just sort of came from, um, I don't know, wanting to, make my body look a bit better. I wanted to build some muscle and lose some fat as you do at that age. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I continued working out for years after that. And then after a couple of different career changes, I found myself working in an office job and I wasn't really enjoying uh, the work I was doing. I quite like being in front of people and yeah, having that social aspect of a career. And um, while I was sitting in my office job, I was, uh, while I should have been working, I was writing down um, workouts and, and yeah. planning all my meals and stuff. So yeah. eventually I just thought, why don't I turn my passion for mm -hmm. exercise into a career? And yeah, I went off to NZIHF and yeah. then from there, got my first job in the industry, which was at NextGen as a gym instructor. Yeah. So yeah, the guys at NZIHF actually referred me to NextGen. And so I got the job that way because I was the... Oh annoying guy in class that was asking questions all the time <laughs> there's always <laughs> Which, one yeah well paid off because yeah. um, i've been there ever since and brilliant yeah transitioned from gym instructor to uh full-time pt and i've been a full-time pt for four years now brilliant brilliant good stuff yeah. and so next gen i've been there once for a um for one of the meetings actually the you know the pt council um, mm -hmm. get togethers long time ago uh quite an impressive um fit out quite an impressive uh, facility you know it's it's more than just a gym isn't it it's more of a health club you've got the tennis the pool a uh, whole bunch of um i guess options for for clients and, and and a decent number of pts i noticed um and the lineup of, of of pts is is huge i guess it gives people a lot of choice yeah, um, I have nothing else to really compare it to because I haven't worked mm. in other gyms. But right. yeah, we have you know, anywhere between 12 and 15 PTs on mm. most of the time. It's a bit of a revolving door, unfortunately, <laughs> with our industry. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, you see people pop up and they don't kind of hang around for that okay. long, unfortunately. Okay, 
And that yes. was that was one of the things that kind of sparked the whole PT graduate thing was trying to help people who are passionate about it, like yourself, who, you know, don't necessarily have um, necessarily all the skills that they may need to, to, mm. to make it work and, and make it sustainable. Um, yeah, I've heard I've heard in your intro, you say how to get into the industry and stay in the industry, yeah. which is very important. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. And I think, you know, different people get into it for different reasons, right? So, you know, someone might go, oh, I'll just give this a go for a few years and it may only be a few years, but then you, you might get people who say that and then go, actually, I love this so much. I want to make a career of it. Mm. And that can be a different proposition because, you know, you then thinking, right, well, how does I, how does this work? Am I going to, am I going to buy a house or am I going to, am I going to rent? And how do I make the books balance? And, um, and in developing those skills so that you've got that ability to make it a, a career rather than a short-term thing, which you eventually have to get out of because it doesn't work financially, um, yeah. is, it, you know, can be a challenging prospect for some, for some. Um, and so, yeah, that was kind of the, the genesis of, of, of PT graduate was to, to provide some support and, you know, one day would like to, you know, run some programs and some, some events where people can, yeah, I guess participate for a day or half a day or whatever it is and um, and learn some of the things that they may not know, you know, the gaps in their knowledge. Um, yeah, I was, I was lucky because I started as a gym instructor. Yeah. So I had that kind of base income. Yeah. Um, and I slowly transitioned from gym instructor to PT, bringing down my gym instructor hours while I built yeah. up my PT hours. Yeah. And yeah, during that time and still to this day, such a massive learning curve like uh going from getting that base knowledge from my uh qualification to mm. realizing how much i don't know and yeah. digging into all these different fields so yeah yeah I, I was lucky that i had that support um while i upskilled but man people that get straight into the industry and start out as full-time contractors mm. that must be difficult I, I feel like you almost need uh kind of another qualification after your original one yeah. that teaches you a bit more of maybe the the soft skills or the the business side of it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i couldn't agree with you more i think um you know, that's come up in a, a number of the conversations that we've had over over the the years of, of talking to people and that whole lead-in process you know where you're you're gym instructing you um you you build up that ability to connect with strangers and and you know obviously if they become clients even better mm. seems to be disappearing from a lot of the facilities out there. And I think, is that something that still happens at next gen? Is that their, their, their process still? Uh, it is. So it has changed a little bit since I started. Mm. Um, yeah. It's kind of up to the individual if they want to start out as a gym instructor, they can, but they can also just jump straight in and be a contractor they are uh, supposed to do a couple of gym shifts a week right. if they're starting out um if they're new to the industry mm. and so they do that instead of paying rent they do a couple of gym shifts a week and then they're able to um, find their own clients mm. but i don't see many people um spending as long as i did as a gym instructor so okay. i i did it for 18 months yeah and after a year, they started saying to me, like, we think you're ready to, to move to being a PT. Um, but I stayed as a gym instructor for a bit longer. Um, and I don't see that happening as 
often with the other people I work with. Mm, mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's hard to know, isn't it? What, what's the right amount of time? And I guess they gave you that mm. feedback. They, they thought that you were ready. Um, yeah. But it's a, it's an important process. What you talked about soft skills, what, what were the, and business skills, what, what were the things that you really found were beneficial from going through that process? Um, well, building rapport with people. So it was quite good being on the gym floor and being able to get to know people without them feeling like you were trying to sell them something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was great. And just learning to approach people on the floor without coming off salesy yeah. um, or getting your head bitten off for <laughs> trying to correct someone's technique when they don't want you to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, this isn't something I learned. Uh, well, I hope this isn't something I've only learned in the past few years, but mm. just being likable enough that someone wants to pay to spend an hour with you is such a huge thing. Like you can have all the skills in the world, but if people don't want to hang out with you for an hour, then, <laughs> you can't yeah. put those those skills to to use absolutely i mean that makes total sense right so there's there's always that human connection isn't there that um mm. you know you you feel it or you don't and i think you know when you when you come across people that you don't connect with you, it's it's a risk to necessarily take them on as a client because that that could end in disaster down the track potentially have you, have you ever yeah. had any any bad situations well yeah i mean sometimes you just don't click with clients yeah. and it makes those 60 second rests between sets really long <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it, it makes an hour session feel a lot longer yeah um than it would with someone that you really get along with mm. yeah mm. Mm. Uh, but no 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 real horror stories okay. from um <laughs> clients it's good to hear good to hear yeah. um now you've also done the um precision nutrition course haven't you which um obviously is an, a nutrition-based course but it really helps give you a good grounding in the, the coaching process and, um, and leading people through change. Is that something you'd recommend to other PTs if they kind of haven't decided whether they want to do other qualifications? Yeah, definitely. So I could already tell after a few years experience that uh, you'd run into a lot of people that had tried everything in their words, they would say they've tried everything, but it hasn't worked for them yeah um and quite often i think that is because they can have this all or nothing mindset where they go cool january 1st i'm going to mm. start running every day i'm going to completely overhaul my diet and fix my sleep and all that sort of stuff yeah and it, it fizzles out after not a long very not a very long period of time and yeah they end up going back to their old lifestyle so you start to learn the importance of just building up small habits uh so i'd already Kind of seen the power of that and then when i did some research into precision nutrition i was like wow this is actually a structured way that you can um yeah apply this habit-based coaching so yeah, yeah i jumped into it and right. uh yeah you can tell if you've worked with clients before reading their stuff you can tell that they are experienced and they have dealt with so many different walks of life and uh yeah that really shows in the program because like they said they've helped over a hundred thousand people really lose weight yeah wow okay yeah. okay yeah yeah and i guess that program's probably evolved as they've worked through that list of a hundred thousand and it's it's improved and improved as, over time yeah it's interesting because you go back to their old podcasts 
Mm. And you'll hear them talking about something which was supported by the research at the time. And then you'll come across a podcast later on and they go, oh, no, we've actually stopped doing that. And this is why. So they're not afraid to update as they, you know, see uh, different approaches to take either through their own experience or through new research, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's excellent. Um, and you talked about habits and, and you, you call yourself a habits coach. Is that right? Um, I would yeah call the style of coaching habit coaching. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if I've given myself that title, but <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I, um, you know, doing the doing the, the, the digging and research just to uh, find out a little bit more about you. And I think that was something I stumbled across. Um, and, and it kind of makes sense, you know, that that's that's the thing that we're here to do, isn't it? When in terms of change behavior, it's we are just a collection of habits. And if we want to uh, improve our health, then there's going to be some some changes in those habits to achieve the goal that we want to achieve. Yeah. Funny thing is, when I did NZIHF, they actually talked about creating habits. Right. And I, I went away from that and completely forgot that they'd said that. <laughs> and I delved into this uh, kind of evidence based approach to losing weight and started telling people to use my fitness pal and you have to have this many calories and stuff until I did more research, came back full circle and realized that they were right all along. So, <laughs> yeah, trust, exactly. trust your trust your course. And uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I- it's it's true isn't it but at the same time you know if it's, it's something new to you and um you know you, you may have a skeptical mind which i know i definitely do sometimes i have i have to do that full circle to yeah to experience what else is possible and realize that actually the truth and the best stuff was what was told in the first place but yeah. having done that you can kind of say that you've you've been on that that research journey and you've looked at other options and other ways of skinning the same cat and actually the best way is that way so yeah yeah it's some it's a, it can be a useful process even even if it feels like you're going the long way around <laughs> yeah totally i mean yeah no regrets i guess you have to go through that to mm. improve your skills and, and be sure that your approach is the best yeah. yeah 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 and a bit like precision nutrition isn't it you know you you start off doing something in a certain way, but over time you learn more. And so your craft evolves, you get better at what you do, you use different tools. And um, and so what you deliver is is an improved version of what it was one, two, three, four years prior. Yeah, so I do these uh, 16 week coaching courses. Right. So yeah, people are with me for 16 weeks and every two weeks we're working on a new habit. Ah. And so I'm, um, I've done five of them now and with every one I've kind of realized what works and what doesn't and made little improvements that way. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a good process. So, so if I was your client and I said, yep, I'm happy to jump on your 16 week program. Mm-hmm. Um, when I get to week 16 and we're finished, how, what happens then? Do, do you repeat the process, but sort of level two or what happens there? So I, I have a coach light program, which um, one of my clients actually came up with the name. <laughs> so we're still working together, but we're checking in less frequently. So instead of every week, we check in every month. And uh, yeah, we're trying to get that person to practice a culmination of all the habits they learned throughout the 16 weeks. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's cool. So, are these people that you may be coaching that don't necessarily see you in the gym? Yeah. So, um, when the first lockdown happened, I went online and got clients that way. So, 
most of the people I work with doing that 16 week program, uh, it's, it's done remotely. Yeah. 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 And now I, I noticed on your, one of your social posts was that you've got this uh, messenger tool that you use for your coaching. Is that right? So you're just levering technology to, um, to enable that connection and that ongoing support. Yeah. So uh, I came across this thing called mini chat, which is like a chat bot. Hmm. And for people that don't know what that is, it's uh, a thing that you set up so that people can receive automated messages from you. Yeah. And those messages come in a sequence that you set up. So gotcha. I originally started off um, scheduling emails to come through to people's inbox every morning, but that mm. involved me scheduling all these emails and it was a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now that I've got this chat bot, uh, basically I just set it. So whatever habit they're on, it's going to send them a message through Facebook Messenger every day with the habit they're supposed to do, a lesson about that habit, and an idea for exercise. And then they use that chat bot to report. So it'll come up with a box saying, did you do your habit? And you say yes or no. Did you do your lesson? Yes or no. Did you do your exercise? Yes or no. And then it sends them their next one. Ooh, I like it. That's really nice. Sophisticated, yeah. sophisticated and simple all at the same time. Yeah, well, it took it took a lot of um, setup at the start, and luckily, mm. uh, lockdown gave me the time to work on that. And now that it's all set up, it, it's so easy to just automate it, and mm. Mm. yeah, click mm. a button at the start of the week, and they're going to get all their habits and lessons. Awesome feedback been good from from the clients that they enjoy being on the other end. Yeah, um, there's always a bit of a learning curve. So mm. the first habit in week one, or we call it week zero is actually the habit of using the coaching platform. Ah, yes. Because I realized, yeah, I realized without that, it doesn't work so well. And I have <laughs> people of all um, ages using the system and not trying to be ageist here, but yeah. some of my older clients will struggle a little bit <laughs> to start with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I hear you. <laughs> that sounds a really neat uh, way of doing it because again that comes back to the habits doesn't it and you, you've got that built-in accountability you know they either did or they didn't um, and they know it's not going to go anywhere so the only way they can avoid that is by not opening messenger at any point during their day which is highly unlikely yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have to have a look into that because i like the uh, i like the sound of that it's um it's working smarter not harder i don't know if you caught the news yesterday but the new zealand economy um is is apparently in that same state so um our productivity is pretty poor as a nation and you know the message was uh, the loud and clear message was we need to work smarter not harder um okay and that's a perfect example of working smarter not harder you know you you're levering leveraging technology there's a little bit of work up front but then it just multiplies out because you've done the work and it just gets used as and when you need it each time right? yeah i actually i actually thought about um selling the service of setting up the chatbot. So I went on the mm. Precision Nutrition Facebook forum mm. and I said, hey guys, check, check this out. I've made this chatbot. If you want me to make you one, let me know. And I was going to charge, you yeah. know, for my time. Yeah. Um, but they took my they took my post down because you're not allowed to sell things. Ah, <laughs> damn it. It's fair <laughs> enough, but I mean, yeah, it's worth yeah. a try. Did you, did you try that anywhere else? No, I didn't. But maybe oh. I could put it on the PT Council Facebook. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Can, I mean, you know, you might have a customer right here. So, um, okay, 
Yeah, I you mean, can do a you can do a free two week trial, Rich. So oh, it's very generous. Signed up. I'm I'm happy to pay. Um, <laughs> no, I I just think that's a great a great a great tool which I'm not using myself. You know, I'm. Uh, a reason reasonably old school with you know messaging clients you know obviously i you know messenger or whatsapp or whatever it may be but um you know when it becomes automated and i've tried the automated email type thing but you're right that's really time consuming and 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 laborious and there's a lot of repetition whereas yours sounds like very much more about upfront effort and then downstream payback yeah any other yeah like um sorry any other what sorry no no you, I, I interrupted you <laughs> No, I was just going to say that the, the the feedback from the clients has been positive. Yeah, fantastic. And yeah. so um, that's a standalone service that you provide, which obviously has a fee attached to it for the sixteen weeks. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So di different to my personal training, which I do one on one with people at Next Gen. Sure. Do you combine the two though? Do you have the gym clients that use that as well? Yeah. So uh, I offer that to them, and even if they don't jump on that sixteen week program. Um, during sessions, we will chat about habits and try and get them set up for success and whatever they're trying to achieve over the next week and yeah. use those PT sessions as little check-ins. Whereas with the 16-week program, they actually get a 30-minute chat with me, which is just all about um, yeah, talking through how their coaching is going and, and setting plans for the week ahead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Trying to use the motivational interviewing that we um, ah. discussed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That probably is a good segue into into motivational interviewing, which um, is obviously something you've you've been um, looking into, studying, researching, and using. What um, what have you found are the advantages of using the motivational interviewing technique with your clients? Um, I think well, the, they say that if a client can come up with their own ideas for changes they can make to the nutrition and habits that it's more impactful and they're more likely to stick to it and i've totally seen this firsthand yeah um yeah trying to prescribe something someone is nowhere near as powerful as getting them to come to that realization on their own mm -hmm. so yeah i really like that part of it yeah um and yeah just treating the person with i think the words they use is unconditional positive regard so basically just zero judgment like when they're talking to you about what they ate in the weekend you're never giving them that you know disappointed personal trainer look um <laughs> oh, no, that and one. It, yeah and i think it really surprises people because they're ready to feel guilty and to be reprimanded for eating certain foods but it never comes and i think it just builds that connection and builds that rapport um and it kind of opens them up to listen to what you have to say mm -hmm. yeah and it's a, it's quite subtle isn't it because it's very easy to judge and it's very easy to kind of see something from your own point of view only and not have that mm. empathy for for the client have you have you found that a challenging process because there's that pressure there's that tension between wanting to provide them with the answers because you probably know the right answer and yeah. having to have the patience to wait for them to come up with it <clears throat> definitely um yeah there's this kind of desire to show how much you know and and show yourself as the expert and you kind of have to fight that urge to begin with because you're like oh i know the answer to this one yeah um <laughs> but yeah. 
yeah, you got to you got to keep in mind that when they come to the realization, it's going to be a lot more powerful, and that the habits and changes that they can come up with are things that they can actually see themselves doing, and that are realistic. Mm. Because mm. yes, you might go, oh, I know how to fix this, but is your solution going to be realistic for them and their lifestyle? Probably not. Whereas, yeah, their ideas are going to yeah, yeah. be yeah more within their power, I guess. Yeah. I mean, they are the expert of their lives, aren't they? And we, we, we try to pretend that we are and we're, we're so wrong with that, that presumption really, aren't we? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's certainly, um, it's certainly a skill that has to be, de- has to be developed, I think, isn't it? In mm. terms of that, that holding back, going at their pace, waiting for them to find the answer um, yeah. and, and sticking to that pace and their being on their schedule rather than them being on yours. Yeah. And I'm still struggling with applying it in real life. I find it, <laughs> it quite clunky. Yeah. So obviously when you and I did the role play, like your experience in it. And when I played the practitioner, you played the client, yeah. you were very nice to me and you, <laughs> um, you, you played ball, but uh, clients won't always react in the way that you're expecting them to and mm. kind of throws you off, mm. uh, off your train of thought. And if you're trying to lead the conversation somewhere else, they're trying to lead it in their own direction or 10,000 different directions. And yeah. yeah, that can be challenging, but I guess, yeah, you're going to have to relinquish that control and, and get those preconceived ideas out of your head. Don't think, Oh, I want this result by the end of the conversation. Yeah. 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 Yes, absolutely. Yeah. No, no fixed agenda. Yeah. So where did you first come across it, Greg, the whole motivational interviewing? Is that something you've studied or you were just looking into? So uh, the precision nutrition course gives you a list of like recommended reading yeah. and motivational interviewing is the name of one of the books that they suggest. Um, and instead of buying that book and reading it, I thought I'm going to go on YouTube and listen to podcasts all about it. Yeah. And then I found out um, quite a bit about it and then yeah, reached out to you to mm. see if I could apply what I'd learned. Mm. Um, and since then I've bought a book called motivational interviewing in nutrition and coaching i think okay so yeah it's it's am i actually applied to yes. what i use it for so i've yes. found that book really helpful i'm just scribbling okay i can uh text you the yeah. name of it oh that'll be good After i can add, i'll chuck it in the show notes with um with any other links like your website or anything that you're keen to to chuck in there as well yeah good so people cool. can find out a bit more about you afterwards Sweet. Um, so yeah so when i interrupted you uh what i said was um any other tips kind of you know just throwing it open and i mean you've, you've given us a whole bunch of good stuff today uh greg which i really appreciate your time and, and the value you've given but any any others any things that sort of gems that sort of i don't know you've you've in, engaged with yourself or things that you've seen that have been useful that could be useful for people listening um i guess um if i think about talking to myself when I first got in the industry Mm. um, I would remind myself of that saying I can't remember who said it people don't know people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care so it's so tempting to go oh I've got all this new knowledge I want to share it with everyone and show them how smart I am Um, but I I think that's the wrong approach because if you're talking to people about you know reps and reserve and you know optimum volumes for hypertrophy and bmr and all this stuff yeah 
they're not going to retain the information and they don't really care if you could spend that time building rapport and getting to know that person and creating that connection mm. um i think that's a better use of your time um yeah. yeah motivational interviewing they talk about using your uh ears and eyes more than your mouth so 80 percent is listening and 20 percent is talking mm. um yeah and just i think i would tell my former self to just meet people where they're at so obviously we got into the industry because we're so passionate about exercise mm. and we love it but the people we're working with don't care about it as much as we do <laughs> <laughs> and part of our job is making it enjoyable and and making them care and and kind of instilling that passion in them and i think that's more important than um designing the perfect workout program or you know telling them how many calories to eat yeah 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 i, I couldn't agree more i love the way you've kind of put that together because that really is in essence what it's about it's about connecting with human beings and, um, and not blinding them with science, but just strengthening that connection. And once yeah. that's there, that's the foundation for everything else that happens from there onwards, isn't it? Um, mm. And yes, until people know how much we care, they really aren't interested in, in anything that we know. So um, yeah. yeah, I love those. That's a great, uh, great point to end on. So I really appreciate that. Thank you, Greg. Awesome. You're welcome. Been, been good catching up and um, a really great episode. So thanks for your time. I know uh, you're a busy man. You have some more work this afternoon. So I will uh, leave you to it and um, bid you a great afternoon. Oh, thank you, Rich. Thank you for your time. No problems. Cheers, Greg. Thanks for listening to this episode of The PT Graduate. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a five-star rating and hit the subscribe button. And I'd love it for you to share with your friends and colleagues so they can listen too. Cheers for now.